Welcome back. Today I want to discuss with you all a lot going on with NFTs and how many developers are trying to integrate them into their game and how overall it is just receiving a ton of backlash from fans, how them jumping on the bandwagon trying to strike while the iron is hot and this new hot thing is very lucrative, how they're trying to just cash in while they can and how they're getting a lot of backlash from their fans and their community as a whole. Along with this, I want to discuss a little bit of Pokemon Legends Arceus. That's coming up at the end of this month. I'll likely be picking that up, if nothing else, just to see what that's all about. See where we're going with the, the series as a whole. Lastly, I want to discuss a free game trial on Nintendo Switch's online service, which is a good thing if you're a Nintendo Switch online subscriber, because there's not a lot of freebies that you actually get there. First of all, if you're new here to the Woody Gaming Podcast, we thank you for tuning in. If you're returning, thank you for sticking with us throughout the way as we continued this evolution. We're just over a year old now. And if you haven't followed us on one of our social platforms, feel free to follow us on YouTube, TikTok. We're on Twitter and Instagram as well. Looking, We're trying to upload pretty much daily throughout the week. I take the weekends off uploading videos. I'm just doing pack open as there. Hopefully in the future on the YouTube channel. I will have a little bit more substantial content, a little bit more substance to that. Video game reviews, possibly uh, gameplays, and one day, if the internet gods provide me with a proper ISP, I will be streaming as well. So we can only hope that that comes about sometime in the future, and quickly, because online gaming was a lot of fun to me, and I do so miss it. But let's just jump right into things here. Let's jump right on this this hot topic, NFTs as a whole. Now, Ubisoft was, I believe, the first developer to actually announce that they would actually be putting NFTs in their game, and that was going to be in Ghost Recon Breakpoint. And those would be earned there, and of course, Ubisoft said that they were using a launcher or a company to do this called Quartz. They said it was an experiment. They would not be collecting any royalties off those sales, any percentages, even though they technically would own that. I have to imagine if they're doing that, in the long run, their goal is to monetize this. Their goal is to be able to get that percentage of the sale there because what I read on this, and I thought it was just a one-time deal, that once you sold it, you know, let's say I sell it to my friend Jerry over here, and, and they're the original owners, whatever it states in that, contract there basically in the certificate they would get a certain percentage of that like 20% or whatnot I'm not sure of the exact number of what it would be but they would definitely get their piece of the pie there what I did not realize is that every subsequent transaction let's say Jerry sold it to John John sold it to Malik Malik sold it to Philip they get a piece of every piece of those transactions every time it's sold they get a piece of that profit that's kind of nuts to me being able to sell it once, that that is go, that goes way beyond just simple ownership to me. To me, the right thing would be with these, which, you know, I'm not an expert on NFTs, crypto, or anything by any stretch of the imagination. The fair thing to me would be, you know, once it was sold to, to Jerry, Jerry then owns it. And if he sells it beyond that, all profits go to him. But I guess that's not the case because I read an article that was saying, Every time they sell it down the line, they would get a piece of the pie. And it just it just screams greed. It screams greed, microtransactions. Now, remember, this is coming from the company who 
who built a game that was so grindy that they sold an EXP booster and they, they profited on the, off of that a little bit as well. To me, there's just something wrong with that as a whole. And not to mention that games went up with this generation, the latest iteration of PS5 and the latest Xboxes, games went up $10. So my question would be this. If we're paying $10 extra for a game and you guys are putting that money in NFTs and you're using that, using some of those resources, any of those resources for that, why are we paying extra for those games? It seems like in that case, you guys were making plenty of enough money off the game as a whole to begin with. You guys are just getting ridiculous with your profits at this point. And let's be honest, the extra $10 that was paid for these titles goes in the shareholders' pocket, CEO, the developers by and large. They're not seeing a bump in their salaries or anything like that. This is overall greed by the by the shareholders, the, the corporation that is paying those developers, paying those studios who employ those studios. The whole landscape is rather toxic at this time. It's just rife with microtransactions trying to make extra money. And I, I miss the good old days of just being able to buy a game and it being developed by by people who definitely, yeah, they wanted to make money, but they were passionate about what they did. They were driven by that, that vision that they had. Okay, I'm going to create the next Halo. I want to create the next Zelda, the next Mario. So they were driven by innovation and just wanting to get their ideas out there as opposed to, let's see how much money we can actually make off this. Now, Ubisoft is not the only company that is guilty of this because, of course, there was EA. You know, they got to get in on this. They talked about it during their 2021 earnings call during November. Of course, they're going to get in on this. Square Enix announced in January that they, too, would be they will be implementing NFTs into their games. And when you think that, the, you know, they're they're making the next Final Fantasy game right now, it just sickens you. It's like, oh my gosh, you guys take long enough as it is. Now you're going to add this on top. Granted, you're going to outsource that to somebody else. That's additional resources you guys could be using to polish your titles or even make Balan Wonderworld better in the future. And, you know, they're, they're not the only ones there's that Quite a few larger ones in the company. Xbox and Sega. Take-Two Interactive, of course. And Epic Games. They're all getting in on this. They all want to get in while they can. While this is a new hot thing and while everybody's talking about it, people are buying it up, they're wanting to make as much money off of this as they can. Now, there was some analyst who had stated that, you know, what these companies are going to do is they're going to come in here, they're going to sell all these, and they, you know, they'll get the sales that they can in the first couple of months because there are going to be a lot of people like myself who are not interested at all in this. And they will not buy any of these. But of course, there are going to be those people who are like, you know, I got to get in on this. This is the new hot thing. I can't miss out on this. FOMO is a mug. It will make you buy stuff that you do not need, that are ridiculous, who might not be worth a dime down the road. But it is an effective tool for some of these companies to make profit. And they're going to capitalize on that, sell to some people, and then they'll turn right around and they'll say, you know, we're listening to you. We hear you guys. Uh, going forward, we're going to be have our a heartbeat on the pulse of the community to try to make this what you guys are looking for. And quite honestly, it's just a cash grab. And it is sickening at its core. Corporate greed at its absolute finest as they try everything they can to make a profit off these games. They they only, they just got $10 more per title. Granted, those 
cost of development and games have not exactly trended at the same rate because development costs have gone up and the game prices have stayed the same. At the end of the day, though, I just feel like something like this is just, it's the new hot thing. They're, they're definitely going to try to take advantage. And I, I don't quite understand it myself. It's artwork, nonetheless. That, that's all well and good. I, I appreciate good art. But you don't physically own it. You own a certificate on the blockchain. And you you, th you take that into account, and then you look at companies like Konami, which Konami hasn't has been a shell of his former self for years. They've focused on pachinko machines, and haven't really focused on game development as a whole. I mean, we got the the Game Boy Advance collection that released on the the Switch and the the other title on the other platforms as well. But there hasn't really been a big Konami title in some time. And they, for their 25th anniversary of Castlevania, plan to actually release a 25th anniversary NFT. Instead of a game bundle or anything like that, yeah, let's give the players what they want. They want an NFT, let me tell you. That is what I'm waiting for. I've been waiting this whole time. Forget about any of those game remasters, anything like that. I'm not worried about that. I want the NFTs. Let me get that. Not at all. It's, it's freaking ridiculous if you ask me. Then again, I'm not that hip and into this stuff I have thought about it because it is lucrative it is lucrative if I could create my own NFTs and sell them I likely would be doing something like that as well but overall from a corporate level it just screams hey let me get some more money we're not making enough here let's see how much more we can add to our bottom line how much more we can pay our shareholders I might be in the vocal minority here but I definitely do not think that I am like I said, I don't understand NFTs as a whole, so maybe that's part of the problem. If you uh, if you know a little bit more than me and you want to educate me, please reach out to me because I definitely, I definitely welcome the knowledge. I'm always looking to learn new things, and if I can learn about something and possibly make me some money while it's going to be around, I'm all for it. But from the corporation standpoint, yeah, they're just out for this for the money. It's not about creating memorable moments or art for their fans. It's all about that bottom dollar. Not to mention Ubisoft or cosmetic items in game. Like there's a small little patch that would be on a uniform that some other might not have. And I think I read that the one of their NFTs was like pay, playing like a thousand hours of the of Breakpoint. Couldn't you just set your controller down and every now and then come by and hit it to make sure you're not idle or it's not timing out and just do that? I gotta imagine that somebody's gonna find a way to circumvent this. And actually obtain that. Hopefully they're able to make some money off this. Before Ubisoft tries to cash in on it. Because best believe. These companies if they say they're not going to. They're lying to you. Because it, the end goal of this. Is to make money plain and simple. I also wanted to discuss. Pokemon Legends Arceus. I've kind of kept up with it a little bit. I watched the latest trailer. That actually came out. And Nintendo kind of went all out with this. In my opinion. Because they had Jeff Blum as the voice actor who was announcing this. If you don't know who that is, that was Spike from Cowboy Bebop. He was also Roger from Big O. All I could hear when I when I listened to that uh, little trailer was Big O! Such a great anime, older title. If you've never watched it, I recommend you go back and check that out. But I, it, was, it was an interesting trailer. It's getting me kind of hyped for the game. Overall, I've been looking at this cautiously wondering, you know, 
what is where are we going with the evolution of this is this the next step in the pokemon titles is this what the mainline series are going to become i gotta imagine they're going to stick somewhat with the turn-based strategy that they have kind of now the turn-based combat i'm going to pick this up yet i have not even completed brilliant diamond and shiny pearl i've just been busy with other things got sucked into tales of rise for tales of arise for a little bit it takes two and horizon chase turbo on the nintendo switch i picked that up for like five bucks and i've been burning that little arcade racer up i'll probably pick this up day one I really wanted to get the pre-order that had the Acorn Pokeball, but I think that's only available in the UK. I could be mistaken about that. Nonetheless, I'll probably pick this up, if nothing else, because I am a fan of Pokemon. The titles overall draw me in. I like the aspects of it. I do like how they're going about implementing this, where you are more active in it. You're sneaking around trying to catch them with a Pokeball, or tossing your Pokemon right out there to battle them. The differences they have in the speed and power moves. They are innovating somewhat with this. And I am interested to see the evolution of this. And where we go from here. Because if it is a successful title. We'll likely get other titles in the same vein as this. If not a direct sequel to this. And then again you also have to ask yourself. You know there are all these new forms that are going to be in just this title. I think there was the Scyther. It's called Cleaver. In this case, it's like a rock and bug type. There is the ghost type. Uh, Zorora. There's also, I can't think of all of them. The, the Basculon, I think, was a little bit different. The Stantler had an evolution. Are these going to be implemented into the next mainline title? Or are we going to get a patch in Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl that will allow them to be so supported in that game? Are they already in the game's code in there and just waiting for a patch and a transfer over from Pokemon Home. Because you have to remember, ever since, I think it was the 3DS titles, X and Y, even before that, the DS titles, um, Black 1 and White 1 and Black 2 and White 2, you could transfer those over to the new 3DS titles. Ever since then, we've been able to bring our Pokemon from those generations going forward, and my Pokemon Home is looking pretty stacked at this time with Pokemon Granted, there is tons of room in there, but I have boxes and boxes full of Pokemon I've just brought from back in the Game Boy Advance titles. Because I, I forgot to mention, you could actually bring your Game Boy Advance, like Ruby Sapphire, Fire Red and Leaf Green. You could bring those Pokemon, those Mons, over to Black and White, and then from there on forward to the 3DS and the Switch. So we've been able to bring all of these forward since that time. How are they going to go about this? Is it going to be an outlier or eventually are we going to be able to add them to our current titles or the future titles? I have to imagine if nothing else, the next mainline title that comes out, they will be a part of that. And I did see some speculation online that based on the years of releases and everything, we are due for a mainline title in the Pokemon series this year. I hope they go about something. I would like to see Mega's return or some new features. I did not dislike Gigantamaxing, despite it only lasting three turns. That was something that kind of stood out to me. But then again, in the Sun and Moon era, we had Z-moves, and that was a one-time move in the game. So it'll be interesting what comes up next with that, and if we'll actually be able to bring some of these, or some of these Pokemon with us to the next title. 
overall, I'm looking forward to it, and I think it will be a fun time if you're a fan of the series. Maybe even for some of those who are not fans of the series. Did hear online a lot of people calling it, you know, the Birth of the Wild of Pokemon, because it definitely had that similar art style somewhat, though I think Breath of the Wild was a little bit more polished. We'll just have to wait and see how it all plays out, and I know there's a day one patch with this, so if you're checking that out, you'll have that patch. I'll probably pick it up. I think it comes out on the 29th of this month. That would be, or 28th, I believe. That's going to be two weeks and a day from today. So that will be a fun time for you if you're a Pokemon fan. Just being able to play in those different ways and encounter those different mods. I wonder how long it's going to be and what the total gameplay loot is going to be like. And is it going to be engrossing? We will just have to wait and see, but we do not have long. I think the review embargoes will probably be up the day before or day of. I'll probably check that out right before I go pick it up at Walmart. Like I said, I wanted the Acorn Pokeball, but I think that's only available in the UK through Amazon, and I haven't seen it on the US side of things. They had a Japanese card you could get if you pre-ordered from the Pokemon Center in Japan, and that card was like an alternate art of one of the Arceuses that we're getting in V-Stars, the latest English set that's coming out in February. I wait to see what it's going to be about, and I'll likely have to pick up two copies because my kid will bug me about it and want to play this as well but let me know what you think about that like i said legends arceus is going to be an interesting title nonetheless it's a deviation from the classic pokemon formula it's nothing new they've been deviating since mystery dungeon pokemon pinball there are many other spinoff titles but this one is more along the same thing as pokemon but more open world and more action oriented i guess you would say finally just want to discuss that there is a actually a free game trial for about a week on the Nintendo Switch Online. It is Captain Tro Toad Treasure Tracker. Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. I never played this myself. I heard about this from RGT85 by watching his YouTube video. But it's a free title, a free game trial for a week. And you could actually beat this title in a week if you're quick about it. I've heard good things about it. Never played it myself. It's simple enough. It might be something you could play with your young one if you have one or your significant other. It's not overly difficult, I believe. But it's nice to see that we're getting some more additions to the Switch online service because we don't get free games like we do with PSN or Xbox Live. Now, granted, those aren't free. You're paying for that monthly subscription, but there are not those additional titles that are always popping up like that. Granted, they give us SNES titles, NES titles every now and then, and if you're a member of the Plus Expansion, of course you're going to get those N64 titles as they release. I, I personally have not jumped on that boat as of yet because it's not worth to me. Nonetheless, you don't get free titles every month. Now, they're trying to push out those, those N64 titles, but you've got to notice there's been no NES or SNES titles added for like the base base members. I guess you would call it, the base membership members. There's been nothing like that, so it's good to see that they're actually trying to add a little bit of value to this. If nothing else, it might incentivize people to actually sign up who have not. To me, if you're not playing online, playing those NES or SNES titles, it's definitely not worth being subscribed to. You don't need that subscription service. It's a $20 or $50 for a single membership you could save a year or 
35 or 70. You could save a year if you're doing it for multiple people. No point in it if you're not playing online or you're not getting something that you're going to be using on it. Just my opinion here. I think they could do a little bit better job of adding more value to this, but I'm glad to see that we're getting more game trials. And like I said, Captain Trove Treasure Tracker is something that I've never played before. I'll probably try to download this and see if I can't grind it out before the end of the week. But time will only tell if I'll actually make it to that. Or if it'll be another one on the chopping block that never got finished. But anyways, I'm, I'm glad you guys tune in. I, I appreciate all the support we get for the Woody Gaming Podcast here. Definitely trying to make it a better experience overall. Have a whole new audio set up here. I don't know if it's noticeable. Let me know what you think about that. If I need to tweak anything here. Prior, I was using a single USB mic. At this time, I've upgraded to the Shure SM7B top-of-the-line vocal mic. It is the top of the line, and I am very happy with it. I am proud to have come from where I am to be at this at this point. Podcast hasn't created any revenue forms at this time, but I'm here to do this for a passion project. I have fun doing this. It is cathartic. It is an outlet for me to spew my thoughts, and I appreciate all you guys listening. Like always, if you have any ideas for us or any suggestions for how we might improve, you can always reach out to us on one of our social platforms. Shoot us a DM. I'm quick to respond, typically, unless you're a bot trying to sell me something. As always, this has been Chris with Woody Gaming. Peace.